What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Not So Pro Football Talk. We are your Not So Pro Fantasy Experts. My name's AJ. This is Vince. Today, we are talking about tight ends to help you get the edge in your fantasy league. I tried to do that whole Detroit Urban Survivor deal. I, I didn't <laughs> like it. I wasn't feeling it. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, sorry I couldn't make it yesterday on a live podcast. Uh, Vince and Reed held it down for us. Uh, they did an awesome job. They're talking about you know Zach Wilson and, and him being a predator. Uh, we're talking about uh, <laughs> it, it was fun. Uh, tight ends, wide receivers. I, I, I'm glad you stuck up for Debo Samuel there, Vincent. I appreciate it. I do agree with you. I feel like him and DK should have been there. Uh, but today we're talking fantasy football. We are talking tight ends, which arguably could be the most important position on your fantasy team. Tight ends make the world of a difference. You're not going to be mad if a tight end uh, scores eight points, but you will be extremely happy that you drafted well if your tight end is scoring over 10 points every single week. And that's why we are here to help you out so you don't draft too early or you don't draft too late. Today, we are ranking our top five tight ends. We're going to start from number one and go to number five. I know a lot of people start from five all in one, but everyone knows who one is. So number one, we got Travis Kelsey. And the reason why Travis Kelsey is number one, not only has he had was uh, back-to-back what, six seasons. Six seasons where he's had over 1,000 yards and five of the past six where he's been the number one tight end in fantasy. See, that's unheard of. Unlike real life, Travis Kelsey is number one in fantasy football. George Kittle is number one when it comes to the <laughs> NFL. Okay, you hear that, Matt? George Kittle should have been there because you're ranking them as tight end. You're ranking them as wide receivers, not tight ends. A lot more to that position. But this is why this tight end is going number one overall because he is not a tight end. He is a wide receiver. He is a guy that's going to get the most receptions, play as your wide receiver one, and in the tight end slot, there's no other tight end in the league as of right now that is anywhere close to that. There might be one guy, which we'll talk to him about next. But as of right now, he is wide receiver one on many, many leagues. Draft him. This is this is where it gets tricky because everyone knows he's a tight end one. But where do you draft Travis Kelsey? For uh, so what I've seen in like some regular leagues that I just jump in. Uh, sometimes he goes as early as round two, man. And I don't know how serious that is, but this guy's a wide receiver, just like you stated earlier, AJ. Uh, he's he's not a typical tight end. This The offense is going to run through him now that Tyreek Hill is gone. So I would say if you are maybe at the back end of the draft pool, so maybe you have like pick 10, pick 9, you know, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting until you can get a pick. Uh, I would go as early as round three, in my opinion, if he's still on your board. Uh, but, I mean, realistically, he should be going in round four because he is a tight end. But the production that he has there is just insane. So, he Realistically. Is like yeah. That's realistic. That's for people who, who play fantasy football, right? But a lot of people, uh, I, I know in the past three years of me playing fantasy football, some guy has always taken Travis Kelsey in round one. I think that is insane. I think that is absurd. I would never do that. Me personally, given today's fantasy draft skills, I would draft Travis Kelsey in one of the last picks of round two. And I think that's way too early. I'm with you. I feel like tight ends should be drafted around round four, but it's not the, the day that we live in now. So if you uh, have Travis Kelsey or... If you're thinking about Travis Kelsey, I would not draft him 
round one. That's just not me. Uh-uh. You, you could get way better talent. Yeah. Right. Let, let someone else do that. You pick up a uh, an awesome running back or an awesome wide receiver. Go check out our running back videos. We talked about a, a lot of those and a lot of good pickups. Now, going into number two, uh, Vince and I both agreed on here. We're talking about Mark Andrews. Now, this guy saw an amazing production last year with the Baltimore Ravens. He went through a carousel of, of quarterbacks. It, it, it was it was a very unique season for this tight end. Um, normally, like let's say the year before, right? The Ravens would average 400 passes uh, th- that season. They averaged 400 passes. This past season, they had over 600 passes. And the reason for that is because J.K. Dobbins went down. Gus Edwards went down. They were gone for the whole season. They had no running backs. So they were forced to air out the ball more than they wanted to. And who did they have? They had Mark Andrews. They had Hollywood Brown. They had Rashad Bateman. And now Hollywood Brown is gone leaving Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews to carry the whole scoop there. Lamar Jackson should be coming back healthy. J.K. Dobbins will be ready week one. Mark my words. Gus Edwards will be there next season. Does this drop the production of Mark Andrews? Uh, So just like you said, uh, they could not run at all last year because they were just feeding off of Mr. I think they uh, – added Freeman for a while. He did some work. I mean, they were adding whatever they could at that time. Uh, but now that they have J.K. Dobbins and the whole crew back together, besides Hollywood Brown, uh, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot more. Don't get, me that, don't get that wrong because they can go ahead and now do the option with Lamar Jackson where he can just pull and take off the other way with another guard or tackle pulling that way. Uh, they just have so many options they can do now that they can run their offense with the stars that they've drafted over the years. Uh, but Mark Andrews is still going to be a 1,000-yard guy in this next season, especially now that they have 16 games to play. Uh, he has that extra game to go ahead and top there. Uh, this past year, I know there were some games where he wasn't as flashy because uh, the Ravens weren't as flashy. Uh, but I think this year he's going to do a lot better. Uh, he had 1,360 yards and nine touchdowns this past season, even with some of the struggles that they had. Uh, so I don't see this being a year where he decreases on that. He might just match it, maybe a few more touchdowns, maybe a few more yards and catches here and there. Uh, so if you're in a PPR league, this guy is the guy to have. I mean, he's he's fighting right there for the number one position between him and Bateman, whoever's going to take the load. Uh, but he's he's basically a number one option, again, just like Travis Kelsey is on Kansas City Chiefs. You hit the nail right in the head, man. What's up, Nestor? Thank you so much for being here live. Appreciate you, man. But yeah, uh, they're not going to be seeing that production of 600 passes this season. Uh, they are going to go back to 400, I predict, because they will have healthy running backs, hopefully. Uh, but I will see, I will like to see, and I think we will see the same production with Mark Andrews now that they lost Hollywood Brown. Rashad Bateman, I, I preach about him all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I preach about him all the time. But Mark Andrews has proved that he could be that solid guy to get you out of sticky situations, and he will continue to do that for the Baltimore Ravens this upcoming season, especially with that division up in the open just for the grabs. So uh, Mark Andrews would be wide receiver – or sorry, tight end number two overall. I would I would draft him third round. Yeah. Third uh, round. Usually once Travis Kelsey goes, everybody's like, oh, no, oh, no. Everybody starts yeah. panicking, and they're like, they already know Mark Andrews, whoever else is – that we're going to list here is going to go pretty quickly. Right. But yeah, he is number two. So if you can't sneak him by by third round, I mean, the fourth round, 
totally do it. If you want to take that risk, I know I would. I usually do because just because every single year there's this up-and-coming tight end that just comes and surprises everyone. Or you have that tight end that's always been solid and gets tra- uh, traded to a different team. For, for instance, last year, Zach Ertz. I've always liked Zach Ertz. Then he got traded to the, the Cardinals. I picked him up immediately. Immediate success to my team. It, stuff always happens in the NFL. Nothing's, nothing's set in stone. Okay, especially if one of these guys get injured. We don't really wish for any injuries here, but it happens. It's the NFL. Going out to number three, this is where Vince and I differ. Okay, he has a guy that I love tremendously. Uh, so please, everyone forgive me. Dad, if you're watching this, please forgive me. I already <laughs> said my prayers. I lit a couple of candles. You know, I'm terribly sorry. But number three, I'll let you start off here, Vince. Uh, go, go right ahead. It's Mr. George Kittle, man. Uh Respect is where respect is earned. Uh, this guy is the number one tight end, uh, in my opinion, as a full tight end, a full, well-rounded tight end. He blocks tremendously. He has tremendous route running and footwork. Uh, he catches the ball. He, I rarely see him drop a pass unless he gets lit up by someone like Bobby Wagner, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, this guy, uh, to me, it was risky putting him here because I don't know how Trey Lance is going to run through that offense, and I don't know how uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to, you know, try to fit him in and get him going throughout the entire season because it might be slow during the beginning, but uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm already scared for the ending when we have to play y'all again in one of those last few weeks because I know everything's going to be running like a well, a well-oiled engine. Uh but yeah, uh, George Kittle is my boomer bust at number three, just because I don't know how that offense is going to run. Uh, they're going to run the ball up and down the field, just like they always do. But I don't know how much George Kittle will be a factor in the passing game. So this one is a little tricky, but I mean, stats don't lie, man. He's been a top four uh, tight end in the past four years in fantasy. So I don't see why his production would go down. I can only see it going up, especially now with Trey Lance being so mobile back there. Uh, I could agree more. Uh, I personally had George Kittle as my tight end number five. Uh, no disrespect there. He is, you know, the greatest tight end in the league right now. Um, but, yeah, the thing I like about George Kittle is that every – for the past, was it four or five years, he's been averaging at least nine points a game. Now, that is really good. That's some guy that you could rely on. Me, I like consistency, okay? I'm a huge Niner fan. And with the Kyle Shanahan system, consistency with the ball going towards George Kittle, it's not there. There is no consistency there. That's why I don't like about him. I don't like about that system. Uh, For fantasy-wise, you can't rely on the running backs. You can't rely on the wide receivers. You can't rely on the tight ends because they spread the ball so much. And now that you're having this this, uh, young stud, Trey Lance, come in, we don't know what he's going to produce, right? But I can almost guarantee you this. This is the if factor, okay? I believe George Kittle will be that crutch to help Trey Lance succeed. In every sticky situation that Trey Lance gets himself into, George Kittle will be there to get him out. I feel like he's going to be the go-to guy to to get the team out of trouble when it comes to, you know, third and short, third and long, or, or in weird situations where they keep stopping the run. George Kittle has always been that guy, and Trey Lance has not developed enough to be that elite quarterback so we can rely on him. So we need to rely on someone else. Debo Samuel, I, I don't think so, okay? This is not Jimmy G. This is Trey Lance, the guy who has an arm. I think it's going to be George Kittle. So if that does play a factor, I could totally see George Kittle being the top three fantasy tight end this season. 
Yeah, man. Uh, just one last point on him. Uh, George Kittle reminds me a lot of Jason Witten. Uh, just like Tony Romo when he was in a sticky situation, Jason Witten. Just like Dak Prescott when he had him when he was late in the later years, uh, Jason Witten right there. Always for third downs, fourth downs, uh, the end of the game when you needed a, like someone to go and get those yards to get a field, get in field goal range. Always Jason Witten. And that's how I see George Kittle. He's just faster. And in my opinion, I think he's a little better, so. Little, yeah. little stronger too. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a beast. Yeah, he is. But man. my number three, since George Kittle was my third, my number three is Kyle Pitts. I preached about this rookie last year. I said, "Hey, draft Kyle Pitts. This guy, he's a top prospect tight end coming the draft. He's going to a team that needs help. They they got Mike Davis for the Panthers, which they lost this season. Mike Davis. They got Cordero Patterson as uh, the second running back. That they they lost Calvin Ridley. They lost him again this year. They have no one to rely on. They're going to be putting all this pressure on Cal Pitts, and it proved that Cal Pitts wasn't a tight end last year. He was a wide receiver one. It was insane. Almost every time they passed the ball, he was the first option. It doesn't matter if he was, <clears throat> excuse me, double covered, triple covered. They were force feeding him that ball, and I feel like they're going to do the same way this upcoming season even with Marcus Mariota, because, again, they lost Mike Davis. Cordero Patterson, I don't think he's going to have the same year as he did last year. They lost Calvin Ridley again. Uh, yes, they, they did get a wide receiver, but um, Cal Pitts is going to be that workhorse for that team. He has the experience now. He has to carry. He has to be a leader. I feel like he's going to be getting a lot of points, especially in those PPR leagues. He's going to get a lot of receptions. Mark my words. Yeah, man. Uh, I I disagree a little bit with AJ. Don't get me wrong. He is a factor on that team. It's just how well is that team going to run? You said Calvin Ridley's out uh, because of his uh, little gambling uh, scenario that happened earlier in, in the offseason. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know how well Drake London will fit into that offense. I, I personally didn't like that pick that they made in this past draft. Uh, they did – draft uh mr um mr kyle pitts in the first round last year uh like at a higher pick than drake london at number four yeah there you go uh so i i know he's gonna do well it's just i don't know how that offense is and that's how i like to look at a fantasy perspective it's like how how often is that offense going to be on the field and are they going to have a lot of three and outs or are they going to march down the field but they have good stars it's just how is marcus mario (laughs) And the new coach is there. How are they going to run that offense? And how how well is it going to work? That's that's my only. Uh, and that's a great way to think, Vince. And honestly, that's how you're supposed to think when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, the only reason why I have them so high is because of last year. I felt the exact same way last year. I said, they don't have anything. They don't have nothing going on for them. Why should I? I, I, dra- I, I drafted them as my second tight end. I drafted them probably towards the back end of my, my draft. And he ended up being my tight end one all league, all year long. And yeah, th- that's why I'm kind of surprised. So I'm hoping he gets the same production. I think he will. I, I think he he's going to be that crutch factor uh, when it comes to that team. Going on to number four, you guys. We're here number four. We're coming towards the end of the video. So go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe if you haven't done so already. Take down your notes. Now it's getting a little interesting. So number four, <laughs> we got Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. And I know what you guys are saying. Darren Waller should not be in the top five because they got Devontae Adams. I get that, right? I preached about Hunter Renfro all last year. 
And even before Devontae Adams got drafted to the Raiders, I said, Hunter Renfro is going to be that guy. Now everything's changed. Devontae Adams got drafted to the Las Vegas Raiders. Darren Waller, before Devontae Adams, was wide receiver two. Now that Devontae Adams is there, he's still wide receiver two. It pushes back Hunter Renfro to the wide receiver three position. I think Darren Waller is going to be getting a lot of the receptions. There's going to be a lot of double coverage on Devontae Adams, leaving these two guys open, and I think he's going to use his crutch factor. That's what the tight ends are there for. There are that crutch factor. They are there to help you get out of those situations, to get that ball, and to get those receptions after the catch. Darren Waller is going to be that dude. They're going to rely on him a lot, especially in that tough division. They need someone to get him out of those situations, and Darren Waller is going to be that guy. He's going to be wide receiver too, getting a lot of receptions. PPR league, very high profit. Oh, yeah, man. That, that's exactly how I see it, too. The only reason I had him dropping all the way down to four is because I don't know how Derek Carr is going to perform. Uh, that's always my thing with the Raiders. You know, they always have great receivers, fast receivers. Uh, I mean, they've had Darren Waller there for the past three, four years, I believe. And he's just a stud. Uh, but it's always upon Derek Carr. How is he going to perform that season? How is the offense going to run? Is there going to be any more drama in the Las Vegas Raiders uh, organization? Because that plays a big factor in how the team plays and how the coach coaches. Uh, so they had a lot of switches there this season. But I think now uh, the reason that I have him in my top five at all is because, again, Devontae Adams is going to be taking some of his receptions away, but he's also going to be getting double coverage. So that means the second option is, of course, him. Because, I mean, Hunter Renfro is going to be more of an end zone guy, in my opinion, with his little stylist route that he made up. Uh, but other than that, I don't see Demarcus Robinson getting taking into uh, Darren Waller's uh, receptions. And, I mean, Darren Waller's kind of like George Kittle, and he's a good yak uh, tight end, so yards after the catch. Uh, but, I mean, I see him doing the same amount of production he got last year. I believe it was about maybe 600 yards and then, like, nine touchdowns or something like that. But uh, the seasons before that, he had over 1,000 yards. So, I mean, I don't see why his production will go down, especially when that offense is going to stay on the field because of Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro in that same wide receiver area. Nice. Nicely said. Let's get down to number five, our last pick, our tight ends here. I had trouble, okay, because you guys know that, that George Kittle was my number five. I was stuck between him and, and this other guy, which Vince put as number five, so it works out. We got Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys. I can hear all the Dallas Cowboys fans right now. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we're the best. We're going all the way. But you know what? You just bite. You have a easy – I don't want to say an easy schedule, but you have a very favorable schedule, um, you know, and you don't have, you have a good team. You lost a lot of pieces. You did. But you have a very strong team. I think you are the most complete team in that division right now. Because the other teams are still growing, still adding pieces. Uh, one is very close, which Vince is very fond of, the, the Eagles. You know, their offensive line, Hurts, A.J. Brown. But uh, we're talking about Dalton Schultz right here. Uh, he saw an amazing production. He did not have great seasons before. Last year, he was averaging 7.7 7, uh, points per game, which is not too bad. Pretty good for a tight end. He started blowing up at the end, but they lost to Mari Cooper. 
Um, I don't want to get into it, but I, I saw that they put Amari Cooper ahead of Debo Samuel in the Madden ratings. I, I don't know what they're doing. Anyways, they lost Amari Cooper, which is a huge hit. They lost uh, I forgot his name. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Yes, and, and yes. Oh, well, we resigned Gallup. Yeah, I I get that, but he tore his ACL. He's yeah. going to be gone maybe mid. He's going to be back maybe mid season. Okay, Dalton Schultz is going to be that guy. He's going to be wide receiver too. You got CD Lamb. I get it. CD Lamb's the answer. He's this. He's that. He doesn't have a Mark Cooper anymore. He's going to get the double coverage. Who's going to be that wide receiver too to take that spot? That's going to be Dalton Schultz. Okay, he's out to prove something this year because he wants a big contract. So what can he do? He could have a breakout tight end year, leaving you having a, a, a great fantasy season. Dalton Schultz is going to be that guy. He's going to be really good. I've been saying this a lot this episode, but we are talking about top five tight ends. All these guys are going to be the guy to help you win your fantasy games. And Dalton Schultz is going to see a lot of production. I believe there's over 300 receptions that are going to be available to the team without Cedric Wilson, without Amari Cooper. Who are they going to go to? they got to be spread out. they got to be shared. Ezekiel Elliott? No. C.D. Lamb? No. He's going to see the same amount of production. It has to go to someone who produces and gets those yards, which is Dalton Schultz. Pick him up. Don't pick him up in the third round. Maybe mid-fourth, fifth. These guys, after Kittle, after Pitts, they'll be there. They'll be there. Okay, And if they're not there, then take advantage and draft those wide receivers and running backs that they didn't. Okay, yep. because none of these guys should be going higher than the third round or higher than the fourth, honestly. So. No, yeah, man. And I, and I can hear all the Dallas Cowboy fans trying to bash on us right now in the comments whenever they do show up. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be like, what about the wide receiver we just drafted, Jalen Tolbert? And it's like he has not proven himself yet, and he's a wide receiver. I, I don't see any other – uh, fantasy player unless they're a Cowboys fan drafting him before the 10th round. Uh, he's, a, he's a wide receiver that can see production, but he's also a wide receiver that will not be able to catch the ball. Uh, and I, I've never seen his tape on college football or anything like that, but everybody on the NFL Network, everybody on ESPN is like, oh, pick this guy up, pick this guy up. And they do this every year, and usually the guy that they talk about it's not produced, and it's usually someone else on another team. Uh, but right now, the Cowboys are t- uh, Cowboys are a top topic, a hot topic, because uh, of how many receivers are out or injured. Uh, so, uh, just like we're saying right now, we believe it's going to be Dalton Schultz. Who knows? It might be someone else. Uh, the Cowboys are very hard to predict because, again, they're always going to go to the Super Bowl every year, and then they don't. Uh, but you didn't have to do that, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> to, you know, I, I can already see the writing on the wall. Uh, but don't get me wrong, they always have a good chance, they always have a great team. It's just how well is that machine going to be oiled and how well is it going to run? Because, in my opinion, Jerry Jones is the reason that there's always kinks and there's he's the reason why there's never any more development. And of course, they lost a lot on the defensive side this past offseason, so we'll see how they can restructure there and be a top-notch defense again as well but other than that digs and parsons that's all i need yeah i mean i guess so i mean they can do that all they want you know it's hard it's hard to keep all your stars i understand that uh but in jerry's world i don't see how it's not possible 
but we'll, we'll see what happens again. Uh, I, I think Dalton Schultz is a, a clear number five. And just like AJ <laughs> said, he's like, they're never going to the Super Bowl until 3,000. Wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you got about 900 more years or so until you go to the Super Bowl. That's By some mad hate right there. By then, it'll be robots as players, bro. It's- oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. We'll be long oh, well. gone. Yeah, yes, yes, we will. But thank you all so much for watching this video. Uh, as again, this is our fantasy talk. We love doing this. Appreciate every single one of y'all being here. Go to check out check out our TikTok at Not So Pro or NSP Football Talk. That's our our at name for TikTok. And guys, what Vince said earlier, it's one hundred percent true. If you guys are taking your fantasy advice from ESPN, from CBS, from NFL Network, don't take it. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. I mean, uh, I'm not even promoting our show at this point. I mean, go on YouTube. There, there's a lot of great uh, people out there who have a lot of great advice, even on TikTok nowadays. Uh, look at that. See what they got to say. Compare with other people. It, it, it's a lot of fun, okay? Fantasy football is a lot of fun once you get into it. Don't listen to those those guys who are getting paid millions, okay? They, yeah, man. They, they, don't, they don't even write their own notes, bro. They just read off a script. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here. And until next time, you guys, you know, keep on grinding.